just put some well, I'm fortunate to be joined today by a New York City attorney and a, sort of a polarizing figure on social media this week uh, with some opinions that are uh, widely, uh, well, at least pretended to be unpopular in, in New York City, Shania Shaykun. Pat, it's wonderful to be with you. Thank you so much <laughs> Thanks, for yeah. having me. I'm so for... happy you could join. You know, I mean, like uh, I've been watching this past uh, week. Now you you had some kind of a, it's an altercation. I don't think you meant it, meant it to be an altercation, but uh, you were, you saw an unlicensed vendor and uh, you began to, uh, you, you asked to see a permit. It was just completely reasonable, although uh, everybody knows that there's, there was not one to be produced. So uh, what, how did that go? So, um, yeah, I, I really, I, <laughs> um, it didn't go well. Let's just say, <laughs> say that. So um, I'm a lawyer. I studied in the UK. I have a New York bar and I lived abroad in the Middle East for a very long time. And I lived in places where uh, there's huge emphasis on law and order and things working the way they're supposed to work. So um, I came up from the river at 96th Street and found this woman, two women kind of like making a huge mess with bags and stuff. And then said they'd set up a picnic table. And one of them came up to me and was like, do you want to buy from us? And was like, well, do you have a food permit? That's a perfectly I, reasonable question. I mean, since they're soliciting your business, you want to know yeah. like, well, before I do. <laughs> she talked to me first and then, and then she got very kind of agitated and hostile. She kind of fake went to her purse to produce a permit. And she's like, well, why is it important? Why don't you just move on? Like all the comments that you read on YouTube, on not YouTube, on Twitter about like, why why it was my business so my business it was it was my business because she was asking me to buy food from her and you know I would have considered it if she had pr produced I probably wouldn't have considered it but I mean <laughs> what, what sort of food I, do you sell from a picnic blanket I don't know I don't know she was cooking stuff on the ground her friend was cooking stuff on the ground it was like a hot mess in the park and you know, there's a lot of lawlessness happening in the park. And I was just like, yeah, I don't think so. And then I took a picture as I was walking away, I took a picture of the, the whole thing um, to upload to 311. And um, she came chasing after me, put her video camera on and uh, started harassing me and saying, you don't like it if somebody videos you and all this crap. And um <laughs> I just but like, at this point, you are walking away. You, 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 I, I you've taken your picture. You've moved on, right? I had moved on. It was all of two seconds that I dealt with her, walked away, took the picture. And then uh, she came running after me and got very hostile, agitated, videotaping me without my permission. And um, I which was is which is legal, but very impolite. It's very important. So I just said to her, like, you know, I kept telling her, you need a permit, you know, you, you're selling food. How do I know, for example, that, and this is the tone of voice I used with her. Okay. I wasn't yelling at her. I just said, you're trying to sell food in the park. You need a permit to do that. How do I know that the food that you're selling hasn't been prepared on a countertop? And I said, like with a cat walking, like with cat 
poo on on the you know because sure. people don't have clean kitchens and and so why should I, why and so the whole thing and then I just went home and I was so agitated about it. well not agitated but I was like you know and it's related to another thing that I'm involved in which is a group of us off of Twitter who uh are long-term New Yorkers or native New Yorkers I'm a native New Yorker I lived abroad for a while and I came back um no, wait, wait, do you mind if I ask, when did you go? When did you come back? I left. I mean, I've always been coming home, right? But I to live here, I left for college in 1990. Then I lived in, then I, I went to the UK. I came back for a year in 2002 for a year. And then in 2000 and no, in 2003. And then for less than a year, I think. And then in 2004, I went to Bahrain. And I was in Bahrain and Kashar for, for until 2019. But okay. of course, coming home, this is my home. I, I My mother lived here. So. Sure. And, and you see a huge difference, I'm sure, from 1990, the, the murder peak. I think it was like 2,500 murders or in that in that area, maybe just over 2,000. But I think it was 2,500. And then uh, to 2002, and, and you'd been visiting and stuff, but you must have seen it's uh, the cleanup was well underway at that point, huh? Yeah, I mean, I I was in high school with when Koch was was uh, still mayor. It was a hot mess. We had, uh, I remember, lots of homeless people sadly sleeping on the streets, including during snowstorms. Uh, panhandlers coming in. Remember the panhandlers coming in from New Jersey. Um, and, this, and this is the impression of New York that we all like I grew up in Tennessee, but I mean, we all had that impression of New York City it was all that this is what it was. And I guess it was pretty accurate at the time. Yeah, but it was also thriving. My dad had a business uh, on 58th Street between uh, 7th and 8th. You know, he was as an immigrant, he was able to do that. Um, mm. you know, the, we, I'm not to interrupt, but that's before uh, the New York City became so uh anti-business and so sour, especially on small business. Yeah, well, they knocked the building. I mean, to that point, I walked past that spot where the his business used to, it used to be in like a two-story little place. They knocked it down and built Nordstrom's on top of it. So oh. Oh. Um, it's all big business now. It's been disney It's not a place for small business anymore. Which crime-wise, you know, hey, that, that's fine. You'd, I mean, no reason to knock out small business or anything like that. But I mean, like the overall result was that People could walk around New York City, especially in Times Square. That was where uh, the, all the porno theaters were and all the a lot of prostitution, drugs uh, and just crime in general. And all that was swept away, but replaced by this kind of soulless, non-New York Disney feel. Uh, you know, you have to you know weigh the pros and cons, but, you know, it was a way of getting some investment. And, uh, you know, I, I know that especially native New Yorkers don't like the, that that particular part of it. You know, it was always very interesting to take the bus down uh, 8th Avenue where all the peep shows were and be like, oh, my God, you know, know, because we were pretty independent growing up. So we were like we had a long leash. I mean, not even a leash. We had no leash, no rain. We were get we were entrusted to maneuver our, our our young lives around the city. And um, despite the dangers, we were pretty street smart, despite what Twitter people say that I'm not savvy at all. I uh, think uh, differ. Um, well, obviously, you grew up in that environment. Yeah, you, you learned, you know, in a way where there's some real stakes. You adapt. 
Mm-hmm. But going to my point, like why the bigger context of why I asked the girl about her permit is because in February, uh, two other, one other Twitter user and I, and then his friend, and then another Twitter user come, uh, came together to join a civic organization called Save New York City Working Group in order to focus on some of these hot issues that are plaguing us to uh, lit- either litigate or lobby to change the way things are going. Um, and we're in particularly, uh, well, I mean, permits, uh, vendors uh, vendors without permits is not one of the issues, but it really irritated me. So I but, just- But thought- Sonia, I, I'm sorry to keep cutting in, but, but yeah, I, I just want to affirm, I can totally see why it would be on, on your list. It's something that a lot of the- the people that, that through Title 42 now, I mean, like what I understand, New York is becoming very crowded with a certain type of, of you know, immigrant uh, that's or alien, whatever you want to call them, that aren't prepared for, uh, you know, what what are they going to do when they get here? You know, and so they resort to things like this. I've also seen COVID blamed, you know, for like, well, COVID came and now what are we going to do about uh making a living you know and so they want to just sell their stuff outside and obviously it's unsafe obviously it's a it, it, for the consumer even it, it's it's not a it's not a good arrangement you know you have no recourse no accountability i mean what i should have done was i was thinking about it today because there's this one guy who keeps writing to me and saying i should apologize to her publicly so <laughs> For, because she ran away and said I called her a bitch. And then I don't remember those words coming out of my mouth. So it might have like the fact that she went run, ran, running after me with her camera made me think that she was trying to like create a narrative. And um, he wrote that You're an Asshole song, that guy. Dennis Leary. No, 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 no. He wrote a Sonia You're an Asshole song and he posted it on. Oh. <laughs> so I got a song. I saw that's 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 wild. Yeah, you, yeah. you really re- that's a, that you've reached a new level, haven't you? When yeah. you have songs, you're a legendary uh, <laughs> Twitter status. Yeah, asshole or yeah. whatever. Yeah, Hunt that's of the week. Hunt of the week. <laughs> Hunt of the week. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and and that's fine to say, right? But calling her a bitch is just whoa. Hold on. I don't recall that I did, to be frank. But I mean, it, like, it all happened so fast. And it was really disturbing that this young girl, you know, and then people were like, well, you shouldn't have said anything. You should have just seen. But I was trying to secretly take the picture and then deal with it by a 311. She was the one who got in my face. And now people are saying that I'm godless, soulless, and um, oh. I should leave New York and lose my license. Well, please. I mean, you are leave New York and lose your license. That's uh, they they think that anybody's occupation is vulnerable for some reason uh, to and, and on, on some level, maybe it is, but it's not even related in any way to anything that you did. I think that you're the one showing a greater appreciation for the law, if anything. And there's certainly nothing wrong with asking for a permit once you the confrontation is all on her. In other words, you're not. Uh, going out of your way to make trouble for for anyone, you know, or to have them immediately shut down or anything like that. So, I mean, I the way I see it, what you did is completely valid, and and uh, there's you know, not only that, pretty polite. You know, I did. I told her I was going to call the police because she was being aggressive, and so. Um, mm. 
And now this young man who wrote the You're an Asshole song says she has a video where I cussed her out and I didn't, I did not cuss her out. Well, isn't that funny that people, why, why are people saying they have a video? Because if they have it, they're posting it. I don't know if, I, yeah, I think I was thinking maybe to blackmail me or maybe <laughs> to shame me or, you know, just to like win over the the narrative to like to put the final nail in the in the oh, coffin of demonization that I'm really I really am a cunt and I deserve to and I I should kiss her boot kind of thing you know uh, the way, you know I understand why he would want to have a video but I mean I I think if there if he's just saying I have a video he's not gonna first of all he's not gonna take any amount of money to not show that and show what a great person he is but I mean he's it would be posted and and I I think that's yeah. uh yeah I mean when better you know than than yeah. right when it's at its at its hottest so uh I mean, as, as a lawyer I think the point I really needed to get across to her was what if somebody if you fix your if you fix yourself in this point there are a couple of things first it invites other vendors to come and fix themselves in the park that's for all of our benefit without a permit. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It so becomes that, an open air, you know, right. third world nightmare. Right. Right. Which is what I thought. That's what I thought when I saw it. I was like, oh my God, what, you know, this is a mess. And then no permit. And then, um, and then on top of that, if she's there, if she decides to be there regularly, you know, I looked at the permit af application after the fact, there are insurance requirements, meaning that if God forbid your food or your uh, whatever you you're selling and somebody in ingests it and gets sick, then you're liable and you have to have insurance to cover that. OK, and mm -hmm. she doesn't have that. So I should have made that point. Yeah, that, that you'll be bankrupt otherwise uh, and you'll be ruined and uh, financially insurance is, is an yeah. important thing to have in that situation for sure so this and she was american i think she was american anyway she didn't you know she had like a new york accent she wasn't an immigrant but she said she was a, like they were two single mothers trying to make it which is a fair so i said well why don't you get a job and she said i have a job and i said but this is not you need a permit to do this and you can't just come and sell your stuff for yeah. a very, you know, and so anyway, the outrage I thought was crazy that that particular tweet got nearly 7 million views and it got picked up by the Daily Beast, by the, uh, the Daily Mail, by the Independent, which I thought was the most fair uh, article because he, he put it in the greater context of what we're trying to do with our civic organization. And, uh, and, and do you mind if I asked, did any of them speak with you? I, I suppose the, the independent, independent must have. Uh, I think the, the Daily Beast tried to reach out to me. I think I missed the email. Um, the Daily Mail did not. I didn't see anything from the Daily Mail. They may mm. have tried and I missed it. Uh, and then, yes, Bevan, I can't remember her surname now, but the the journalist from the Independent reached out and gave me an opportunity. And he was very fair, to be honest, and very neutral and very fair. He did oh, not. Good. Yeah. And, and it's funny how something like this, which I would have thought in almost any other time in New York City, especially, would it would be a nothing thing. You know, it's it's this is that this is newsworthy is, is itself <laughs> an issue, I think. You know? I mean, really, don't you think? I, I mean, it's really hilarious. I just it's like just snowballed to the point where people 
have, I'm getting emails that say yesterday I got an email. I can't, I think I put it on my, on my, um, on my tweet, Twitter page, uh, fuck off and die cunt from, <laughs> from good think, citizen, New York. Yeah, City. <laughs> somebody, I don't even know, but I got called a cunt about a hundred times last, so, like more times than I've ever gotten called a cunt. I mean, this is the vernacular now and it's such an ugly word, but, uh, they, they have, and these are social justice warriors mm -hmm. so-called who protect the rights of the vulnerable and, you know, I suppose, you know, it, the, it's impossible to believe all women, you know, when you have two women in a dispute and, and cunt may be an ugly word, but there is one that is uglier right now. It's Karen. Yeah, I think this, you know, I wrote to Elon Musk on Twitter saying, you know, the Karen and the racist stuff has to stop because, you know, it's being used gratuitously to and you know i studied i studied um chinese history in high school okay and i the way i i remember learning about maoist uh, china and the cultural revolution and it does seem you know when i left uh manhattan in 1990 to go off on, on my european studies uh, i had just finished taking a class in imperial russian uh, and Soviet history. And my history teacher at Dalton said, you know, told us on multiple occasions, communism is illegal in America. Now they're all freaking out that it's not illegal, it's protected by the First Amendment rights. But I think it's a little, you know, I'm gonna I'm, I have to dig deeper, but I, I'm not convinced. But it seems to me that communism has really taken a foothold in, in America since I left. And it's a little alarming to see. Oh, yeah. I, 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 and not to cut you off, yeah, to yeah, say the least, it, it's alarming. Like, as you say, I couldn't agree with you more. And I've been saying it for years, and they've been infiltrating the government for a long time. John Brennan, you know, became the head of the CIA, was once a communist before that, a card-carrying active communist. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if he ever renounced that or not, but I, I certainly doubt it, considering the way everything has gone. I mean, they are they are at the highest levels. It's it's very, it, well, it's just messed up. And to see it, the way it's playing out and the way they introduce it and the shaming that happens and the people that get you know, ground under these, you know, through these gears of, you know, like, it's no longer a class thing, it's a race thing. And uh, they've replaced uh, class with race. It's it's really uh, a shocking authoritarian fright. It, it really, I think communism, as far as its illegality, it might not, it's not illegal, but uh, I, I mean, I don't know if it's illegal or not technically. I mean, really, I don't know, know that it's illegal. I feel like there's people walking around saying that they're communists, but they uh, they it's a word they kind of avoid. But in the 50s, you know, when uh, McCarthy, you know, Joe McCarthy was trying to get rid of the communists in the State Department, I think he was doing valuable, important work. I don't have a low opinion of him. Uh, you can call it a witch hunt, you know, uh, and maybe it did turn into that. But it certainly was for a reason. I, I, I it's certainly culturally illegal or it was at the time. You know, I mean, it was it would ruin it careers and lives. Yeah. yeah. So I, I do not. Uh, you know, there's two kinds of, of, of communism, too, or authoritarian places. There's places where you will be in trouble for saying something. And then there's places where you'll be 
in trouble for not saying something, you know, where you have to sing the praises of, and I I think we're starting to round that corner even. Uh, Anybody who calls out this stuff like you do uh, often, you know, is just enemy of the people, number one, but, but the word Karen, and uh, like you said, stopping that is, and I don't mean to filibuster here, I'm getting to, to, to a point uh, with the, uh, with, with the word Karen, I think they love it so much. And there's a lot of reasons for that. I think one reason is that once they see the word Karen, they know it's 100% safe for them to just vent all the hate that they have and all the unpleasantness and just unload on somebody. And there's no punishment too severe for a Karen. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm really very tough. And a lot of people have written to me privately and you have also Pat uh, on Twitter. I mean, a lot of people have written and said, I know, first of all, a lot of people encouraged me to take down my, my Twitter, like you're a lawyer, you're going to destroy your practice. Other people said, um, no, there, there are people who want to work with people like you, people who have, who share your values, who are a rule of law, uh, fundamentalists or purists. Okay. And, um, the Karen stuff, it doesn't bother me because I'm so tough, but I just kept thinking back to that woman, the mom who had a blog, that beautiful blonde lady was reported in the New York post last week. She offed herself because of the bullying that she received online, you know, and these people just, they don't see their hypocrisy that the, the, the crime is not commensurate or the punishment rather is not commensurate with the crime three seconds or three maximum three minute interaction last Wednesday does not merit my entire career and reputation and character to be incinerated by a, a woke mob on the internet. No, certainly but, not. And, and, and not only that, but you didn't do anything. There's not even a crime. I mean, the, not only is it not commensurate, it's completely uh, it's completely absurd and inappropriate. Right. That's a, that's a, that's an excellent point. I mean, had I, even if had I committed a crime, but I, which I did not. And I think that's important to, to point out, like I called the police uh, department re- yesterday and I wanted to see what report, cause I'm not a criminal lawyer. I'm a transactional lawyer. You cannot know every single law. And that's the problem. Honestly, I think it started raining over here. Um, that's why I like, nice. <laughs> that's the problem. These people are like, why don't you know every single freaking law? You're a failed lawyer because you don't know all the laws everywhere. Yeah, it's 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 a lot. You know, I'm a comedian, but I don't know every joke, you know, nor am I required to. I just need to know what I'm doing. And, and I guess it's the same in, in anything. Yeah. And their standards are ridiculously high for everybody else except for them. And their behavior is trashy and half of them are bots probably. But I think I what I what I'm seeing now is that people are like, at least in, the, in my online community, the people I follow, they're getting more vocal. They're getting more abusive, or pushing back harder. Right. You know, that's um, a better word. They're bullying back as but they're ta- they're giving back as good as they get. Okay? Yeah. Whereas yeah. before people were like, Ooh, I don't want to get canceled. But now- for a long, long time, you know, and, and people in the middle terrified to, to or they, they felt they were in the middle, but there's no middle anymore. If, if you have any disagreement with the mob, then you're wrong. And 
and a Nazi. So it might as well speak out. Well, Pat, I saw somebody, I have a friend who's also uh, like mind, like thinks, speaks like, thinks like I do and thinks like a bunch of us do. And he posted something on his Instagram uh, yesterday that, you know, we have two options because this is, it's boiling down to saving our country. It's not just boiling down to our city or can, you know, can I think without being incarcerated or being canceled? You know, it's it's not, it goes beyond the thought crime or the tweet crime. It's, it's, do we have the guts to stand up and be counted and stand for America and fight for America and fight for our constitutional principles while being racist? Like, do you want to be called a racist and do nothing? Or do you want to be called a racist and fight for your country? Either way, or like not be called a racist and live your quiet a gormless life in your corner while America gets taken over by communism or whoever, mm-hmm. or do you want to fight and risk being called a racist, but you're doing the right thing, but you're being called a racist by the people who are trying to take over. Yeah. And, so, how, and how deep are your convictions? If you can't, if you, if you, I mean, like anybody can watch a, a video and see you know what happened or whatever you read about it there's some context obviously it's it's pretty skewed but i feel like once people hear the word karen they don't have to think and they know that so yeah. they and they hate thinking more than anything it's 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 a very simple philosophy that they have you know racist bad racism bad you know and deciding where the racism is is not really their department it's just to to pile on whenever somebody has used a, a word like karen yeah I think it gives people license to be incredibly cruel. And I think it, not for me, because I touch wood, I am very, very tough. But there are, I, you know, there are stories even recently about, like I said, the woman who's who killed herself because she was bullied online by a bunch of moms, mean moms. Oh, no, no one meaner than a mean mom. You know, you, you were a somewhat fortunate, too, uh, in a way, because there was an overshadowing uh, a, a much more high stakes Karen, uh, and I'm using it in quotes, by the way, of course, you know, that the, the bicycles, the city bike uh, woman, she was pregnant and uh, it shows, I think that case particular, there were four guys, you know, there were or five guys, however many that were trying to wrestle, wrestle this bike away from this woman. And she didn't just give it up right away. And she cried and yelled for help. And they you know, weaponized tears is what they say. And that, that case is so, uh, emblematic of what's the the mood what's going on the things people believe that like well she's automatically wrong somehow and and in the aftermath even the people who are willing to accept that the bike was hers to begin with are not they their attitude is like well okay you uh will let you off this time you know and not like well, what about these guys trying to steal a bike you know i mean it's 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 so strange to me. Yeah, I think they're, I mean, when I was growing up, we were fighting racism. We were fighting racial stereotypes. We were trying to be sensitive about race, but not uh, not put any one race above or below another. And what we're doing now is we are patronizing other races thanks to the BLM movement. And I believe, I don't know too much about it. I don't care to, um, I've seen it as a very destructive force, but this whole, um, movement to get, uh, reparations 
to uh it's it's uh to to engage in affirmative action to um play the victim for other not just for african americans i've seen a lot of african american activists say do not make us victims we are not participating in your blm bullshit Okay. And then, um, you know, pitting races against each other, like the Asian community and the black community, you see that happening. So something something strange and very deliberate is happening right now um, where you the, where races are being weaponized um, on purpose. And it's out of a playbook. It's out of a playbook. I feel like it's out of what is it? The Solinsky guy? The guy yeah. who what's Saul Linsky. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. That's mm-hmm. his playbook. That's what they're trying to do. Absolutely. And and part of that is making the opposition live up to their own ideals and stuff like that. And of, of course, they could never do that. And uh, the for me, like you, you have those people. OK, yeah. yeah and they're doing that. And, and it, it is coming from a place. It's coming from a playbook. People being susceptible to it is a shame. They, that we've been sort of like, uh, well, it, you studied history a lot and, and you know, I'm a, I don't, I don't know our relative ages or anything, but I think I might be a little older than you. And we, the whole thing with race when we grew up was ignore it really. I mean, like you don't have to ignore it in terms of, you know, whatever, but like you ignore it in terms of like judging a person or, or whatever. It's a very individualized basis. Yeah. People, you know, you don't really take it into account all the time. And now that's been, you know, it's, it's been reversed, but I mean, to, it's almost, uh, I mean, it's, it's quite the opposite and well, I guess that's the same as reverse. So I'm trying to sound smart. Uh, it, it's a bad situation. Now. <laughs> it's smart to me, but what do I know? I'm a cunt according to Twitter. <laughs> well, Hey, you know, I, 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 there's no greater compliment than to be cunt of the week on Twitter. I mean, it shows that you're doing something right. Yeah. You know? But I, what, did, what, what was your take yeah. on, on that whole bicycle uh, well, situation? Yeah. I mean, when you saw that happen and then you see the reluctance of them to turn around and, and blame the other party when they were doing even worse than what you thought this woman was doing. Well, of course, initially, and this is a lesson for me, this was a learning moment for me. Initially, I was like, oh my God, what a Karen. See how I got it? I played into it. Wow. I didn't take a moment to be like, what the hell is going on here? But I, I think I've taken a mental note to now never jump to a conclusion. Okay. Sure. Wow. Especially, especially not, you know, what you perceive through social media and publications like the Daily News and stuff like that. I mean, I noticed that even after her lawyer produced the receipts, I think it was the mirror called her a bigot, you know, and and it's astounding to me that that they are. It's really it's not that surprising, but you but I, you, I, I, you become very aware of the media playing with you and i'm still susceptible to it but after the fact i was like when i read the found out that what actually happened I was like uh-huh okay i've been played and i played myself because i didn't take a moment to sort of dig deeper into it even thinking about it like how often does a pregnant woman after a 12-hour shift at a public hospital try to rob four black guys it's just yeah. it doesn't make a lot of sense you know and and like yeah. you know the the narrative uh, on its face was was pretty ridiculous but when we were kids i know when i was a kid if if yeah. once like we would debate shit you know myself my friends and when we found yeah. out the truth you'd have to actually gut up and go yeah uh 
I was wrong, you know, and apparently yeah. you're right, you know, when there's a definitive source, but they do not do that, you know, and, and not only the people now, but even the press doesn't do it. It's, it's, uh, no, they, there's no, there's no correction. There's no mea culpa. And also like to that point, you can't have a civilized discussion with any, I've lost a lot of friends. I'm sure you have too, oh. over the vaccine, over BLM, over this and that. And people are like, don't put your name to your opinions because people are going to drop you. You're not going to get clients, but you know, I've like going back to the Twitter stuff. I've seen people who are like quiet before, like get a little bit more a little feistier because they see that it you can push back and keep pushing back and keep pushing back and still and not lose your mind and 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 people will come and defend you which is was the nice thing that i saw last week people came and defended me yeah and he's right and you're wrong and you know what not only uh is it important that people like that start to speak up but like you said your name is your name. And uh, if you can't say things by your name and attribute it to yourself and mean what you're saying, you really don't deserve to say it, you know? And, and it's, and in fact, it hasn't been said unless somebody said it. Right. And, and by somebody, I mean, somebody who's not, you know, anonymous uh, online. And to that point, the other thing that I, that happened a bunch of times, my middle name, my last name is Egyptian. And how many people got told me from the woke side that to go back to the Middle East? What the fuck? You are accusing me about of being racist, and then you're telling me to go back to the Middle East, which is like more racist. It's unbelievable, right? Everything but calling you a camel jockey or something, <laughs> or a towelhead, or whatever it is. Yes. You know? Wow. <laughs> Absolutely insane. It is. It yeah. <laughs> but they can embrace that that's fine it's like yeah. because of what you did there's nothing too strong to say and they don't there's no absolutely there's no double standard that that's going to be powerful enough to to wake them up no i think something has to happen to them personally like getting reported to the new york bar or uh being losing their jobs or uh, losing something that's important to them. Yeah. How, how liberal is the New York bar? It's pretty liberal, but you know, I post, I, you know, I, I flip between being public on Twitter right now and being private. Cause it's just, I see a fight and I want to, I'm itching to get involved, but I have stuff to do. So I, <laughs> so I just stay private for my, like, just to save my time. You know what I mean? Not because I I'm ashamed or anything. It's just a hack I use to like not get involved when I'm busy and I don't want to get involved in some bullshit argument online. So <laughs> yeah, it can be, a, it can be a real time suck. Can't yeah. it? So it's very engaging when people's anger is, is involved and why, and they're so angry. I think when it comes to race, to me, there's no one more racist than, uh, than, than a leftist who believes that, that, uh, voter ID as a bad idea because black people are unable to get the kinds of identification that, that would be required, or they don't know where the DMV is, or they don't have, they, they don't have access to the internet or something. It's just absolutely, or, you know, the, the kind of a leftist who wants to, Oh, may I touch your hair or something, you know? And sometimes I think, well, you know, if I was a black person, I'd only been exposed to these type of white people. I would hate white people myself. Yeah. There was like, uh, I think that's what, um, 
the plantation owners. That's what black people call Democrats, like a black people who have left the plantation call Democrats, you know, um, those benevolent r- rulers, benevolent, benevolent, benevolent masters. Yeah. And, um, you know, you saw it in the last election where Ice Cube was trying to like have a meeting with uh trump and he just came out and said i don't like i didn't like any of them but trump wanted to have because uh ice cube had done like a position paper of what should be done for black america and uh biden said we'll we'll look at it after the election remember that and trump said come and let's talk before the elections and trump took it and he made like a plan for black america based Based, wow based on ice cube that's i did not know that yeah, and it's come up again uh, recently in the last. I, I watch a lot of alt news, so I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the only news there is yeah. now, basically. Yeah. Hey, and now yeah. you're on alt news. How about that? I am the alt news. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but what I don't, going back to the New York bar. So let me just see. This woman posted this fucking horrible tirade and was like, sweetie. We're gathering to evidence to get you disbarred. Let me just find it. Oh my God. Um, and she's like, we did it to Giuliani. So I wrote to Twitter to find to try to find out like um who she was, like if I could pierce the veil, so to speak. And mm-hmm. uh, I like went on these like I identification verifiers, like pers- like and tried to find out who owned that handle um you know but she's but what she wrote was just horrible and horrifying well let me just find it here and no accountability whatsoever once again you know i mean you almost think like maybe there should be a a license or a permit to be on twitter you know at least that way people would have some kind of uh, i don't know connection with their real life you know for things that they say without having to use their name all that anonymity stuff is really i mean look people have a right to do it but and and they certainly are it, it's chilling to read something like that i'm sure we're gathering evidence you know we took giuliani out and all that kind of stuff but you know i don't believe that you're sexually harassing anybody in your office uh and, and i'm sure that you're not um trying to hide money from the government or you know like most of us don't really have that much to hide but you know you still you hear something like that and it kind of puts you on edge um i prayed about it and I figured, you know, I was pretty calm about it. You know, it was a little jittery, but I wasn't like sobbing in, in the corner. Oh, but I prayed, I, I prayed about it. And what what I received as kind of what I received in answer to the prayer was that these people will probably get into a lot more trouble than I could ever get for what I didn't do. Uh-huh. If it, if there are real identities come to light, whether through me or somebody else takes it upon themselves to unearth their true identities, because there have been other people, you know, people around me reporting the nasty tweets, reporting, 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 without even telling me, and then only telling me after the fact, who's to say that there isn't somebody from the New York State Bar Ethics Committee trying to find out who, who Judge Julie Unruly is? <laughs> And getting her disbarred or sanctioned. Sure. Yeah. And, and there's a, there are a lot of people who would have been offended by the backlash because they came, they came like they came to me with nuclear weapons for something that needed a peace shooter. 
Okay. And it didn't even need that. Right. You're in yeah. the right. It's just, yeah. it's, it really convinces you after a while that, hey, uh, am I in the wrong here? Maybe I shouldn't have done. No, you were fine. Yeah. Uh, and, and that kind of thing is, is, is so important to remember. Don't let them, you know, move the center over for you because you're, you're absolutely correct. In fact, if there is a victim, it's you, you know, and, and not just of the backlash, but of, you know, the situation where if we live in New York City, you know how it is. I mean, obviously, you know how it is. I mean, the blight that's set in, there's people that can urinate in public now. All the broken windows policies are history. You know, there's no enforcement of some of this stuff. Legalizing weed is not a good idea. That's not going to help. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just a it's a bad situation. Look, look what Adams is trying to do for shoplifters now. People who steal from retail <laughs> stores. Give them kiosks so they'll know what's available. Uh, <laughs> yes, I don't know. Like, we're being run by people who we're being run by people in the asylum, not people running the asylum, you know, who should be running the asylum. And I, you know, you want to give the guy credit because it's a big job and it's a crazy situation, but I don't know. I'm telling you, <laughs> I don't think there's an easier job than being mayor of New York city. I, th I think it's the, it has to be the easiest job there is if that guy can do it. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think he came up with that four part plan. I don't, I, I doubt he was even in the room where that, that four part plan was come up with. And my favorite part is that like one of the, one of the four parts is that retailers, uh, you know, people who are retail workers have to learn, uh, they should learn de-escalation training where, yeah. Like, like it's on you guys. You're the problem. You know, you don't know how to deescalate. And that's what we're concerned about. What if yeah. the police come and just open fire on this guy? That happens all the time. Yeah, it's gaslighting the citizenry. It's really, it's gaslighting. I really do think there's some, somebody, some movement, some uh, bad actor or actor is trying to fuck us up really oh, there's bad. No They're question. Destroy New York. They're trying to destroy, I mean- Worldwide, I think it's worldwide. Yeah, it's worldwide, but you're seeing globalism, these, everything that's happening with the net zero and monitoring uh, uh, beef intake and um, all, you know, all this bullshit and that the World Economic Forum has an urban transformation office in Manhattan to foster, to like push through 15 minute cities then next thing you know, we have these big rocks everywhere preventing us from moving anywhere. You know, through 15 to... minute city. I, I don't know what that right. is. Oh, but... really? That's a Klaus Schwab World Economic Forum invention that we should now live in 15 minute cities uh, that are like contained little mini, mini cities or suburbs. And that you, and then the idea is that the conspiracy theory, but it's not, it's probably not a conspiracy theory because all these things end, end up coming true. If you go beyond your, your, the parameters of your 15 minute city, then you can be sanctioned. Oh, okay. And, and they'll be able to control car will, your car. Will, your car will, your electric <laughs> car will stop if you go beyond the, the limits of your little. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and you're spending. You can't do you 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 know. Yeah. I I was imagining like you can't get into your apartment because you haven't paid your rent, and they just, it just locks you out sometimes. Yeah, it could you know? do that. It could yeah. do that. But we're having like I was crossing 59th Street yesterday, so Central Park South, and there were like massive big rocks, not not plastic barriers, rocks, and uh, I, you know somebody said, "Oh, it's for terrorism." I said, "No, it's not for terrorism." This is to give us an idea that we're living in a prison. 
you know, it's like a psychological training. Sure. Where and, was this? And it's in the middle of a street. It's do you live in Manhattan, Pat? Where do you I, I, I uh, actually I lived in Manhattan up until what last October uh, or last August, rather. And I left the city and I, I'm no longer in New York. OK. All right. So um, that's fair enough. Lucky you. <laughs> so I was in Chelsea, though, is where I was, 17th Street. Okay. All right. So I saw, no, I didn't see rocks over there, but they're putting these big boulders everywhere, like to demarcate around. Like there's one on 97th and West End Avenue to kind of protect a cycling, a, a cycling, a bicycle rack that never gets used. Oh. Um, and then at 59th Street, uh, at Columbus Circle, where you cross the street at the top of the west side of Central Park South, there are like 10 big rocks, boulders, like preventing you from, so you can't cross the street. You have to like, people are congregating there and it was just a mess. And so like, there's a tiny little narrow opening to cross. It's really weird. Huh. And these are boulders, like uh, like what we think of as a boulder. Like it's up to your knees, yeah. it's waist high or something like yeah. that. That's so strange. The ones at 59th Street are waist high. The other ones are like knee high. Okay. So it's strange. And I, who brings these in? Like Department of Transportation or something? Yeah, that Edonis guy. Okay. That, that marble mouthed guy. Uh, we, oh. <laughs> I, I don't. The last uh, Department of Transportation that I remember was Polly Trottenberg, and uh, I, she seemed like somebody who was not particularly adept at anything. I mean, like uh, they, it, it was fine until de Blasio became mayor and he was the perfect mayor for the perfect time uh, in the perfect place in New York City, you know, to make all this stuff come to life, you know, all these attitudes and stuff. And uh, it, it's just been an absolute shit show is what at least it was while i was there and it sounds like it continues with this rock business uh they say is klaus schwab he's the one who said you'll have nothing and like it right no he'll say you'll um you'll own nothing yeah you'll own nothing yes you're right yeah. <laughs> you'll own nothing and be happy to be precise right which is exactly the same oh, as yeah. judge schmales and caddyshack you know you'll get nothing and like it yeah. <laughs> doesn't sound so good doesn't sound yeah, so yeah, promising yeah. no it doesn't so it's a fucked up world we live in right now so i'm just you know i had the audacity to sort of be correct for a millisecond and demand some correctness and I, i've been crucified on twitter for it and here you are alive and well and uh, <laughs> and, and talking about it and unchanged uh, I, apparently so like keep doing what you're doing because it's like it's such a valuable thing now for people to just say hey look this is bullshit it in even in this small way with the vendors you know it start that's how everything goes it's a creep you know and the next thing you know uh we're we're just giving in to all kinds of stuff that we never thought would be part of the deal. You, do you have anything you want to promote or anything like that? Well, one thing I want is, well, Save New York City Working Group. We have our handle, Save New York City WG. Um, I think what, what I would like to advocate for and ask all New Yorkers and all Americans to do is raise your voice. Don't sit on the sofa watching, you know, uh, whatever. Get, you know, get involved and make your voice heard because I, you and I remember what, you know, what New York was like when it was 
fucking awesome. You know, when there were so many stores, pizza stores, restaurants, coffee shops, cool people, and people didn't want to police everything you did. Like, okay, I police the lady a little bit, but it was, that was different from being piled on. So I, I think I want people, want to ask people to be more courageous and be, um, and not allow themselves to be bullied either online or in real life and to stand up for what they believe in and wake other people up. If you're afraid to do it alone, find other people to work with, to wake other people up, to, to say no and to protect your freedoms. Because we really are, I do believe this, we really are in danger of losing our way of life and our country. And I, th I think it's an urgent, urgent matter not to be taken lightly and that's why i push push back so hard uh at the risk of of maybe uh losing potential clients in my business but america counts to me new york counts to me and i'm not going to sit down and 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 watch as as people who don't have very many brain cells ruin it yeah i that's couldn't agree more and and when you find yourself in that situation you know, you may lose some clients, you may gain others, but the bottom line is if you live in a country where you can't say what you want to say without losing everything that you have, what's the fucking point, you know, and, and that there's only one way to find that out. I think speaking up is obviously important and valuable. I also think that like, it's probably, I don't know if we're going to be able to save this thing. You know, I kind of doubt it myself personally, but I still want to live my life out. The rest of it is somebody who just said it and, you know, let the chips fall where they may, you know, eventually we'll all be uh, riding in electric cars and, and, and uh, whatever the I hell mean, else. I'm but not riding in no electric car. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather have a Flintstone car. Thank you very much. Couldn't agree more. Um, I think, I think that, um, we need to pray and for God to intervene. God has not spoken yet. And there's something about maybe this having my friend, my the same friend who said that fight, fight and be called racist, fight for the country to, at the risk of being called racist, that maybe there's something about what's happening now that has to happen. You know, like when the uh, bushfires in Australia happened, remember two years ago, three, I think it was 2019, and acres and acres and acres of bush was set on fire. And I think it was set on fire to make it on purpose to make it look like a climate change, a climate crisis when I think these maniacs just set it on fire to make it look like it. And um, they pinned it on some guy and said, oh, he was trying to light a barbecue. But I think, uh, and they killed so many animals. But the the when they managed to put the fire out and all of the destruction happened, miraculously, the the bush started to grow faster and more uh, verdantly and the animals came back. And so I think there's something around that uh, in our future. Let's, we are we, we are going in we're going through the destruction period the bushfire period the hmm. trying to put the the fire out period and then after that we will have the rapid regeneration and healing period so, with that you know after the destruction so message of, of hope yes on on new york city crime report that's sonia shaykun and you her message is clear go out and start a fire we got to burn it down i believe is what i'm hearing we got 
The FBI coming to my doors yeah. and pulling the bridge down. Oh, yeah, we know better. Great job. Good talking <laughs> to you, Sonia. Have a good one. Thank you. Take care. Take care.